In these next two sessions, I'll be having a conversation with Stephen Hill. I met Stephen many years ago in Northern Ireland when I was ministering there, and he was coming to what we called Schools of Prophecy that we ran. But I have to say now I am delighted to see Stephen being so prolific in his prophetic teaching and revelation and writing about his experience of the Father Heart of God. He's written a number of books and he has a number of recordings that I would encourage you to read, particularly one called John, A Prophetic Revelation. Our church, Restoration House Church here in the south of England, have been studying this for several months now and we're just overwhelmed by the truths of bringing the, the book of John to life, you know, particularly chapter 17, where I think Stephen excels himself with revelation. So this first session is Stephen talking about his journey, and then in part two, he'll talk more about the revelation of God as Father. So thank you, Stephen, and welcome. Well, good evening, Stephen. It's great to have you here this evening. I know it's morning for you in New Zealand. That's right. And yeah, we've been really delighted reading your book, you know, Revelation on John. It's just, it is a revelation. It's just amazing how, you know, the group of us who are studying it week by week uh, are being changed, you know, which is what's meant to happen. You know, yes. the word is meant to be living and changing us. And it's a real challenge to us. You know, last week we were talking about how we don't realize how much religion is in us. And that, you know, in reading this book of John, which is, which is life, which is the gospel, um, we're having to face some issues in us about, you know, we think we're not religious, but we are. Now, I know mm. you come from Northern Ireland, you come from, from church background, and you've had a revelation of the Father. So how has it impacted you? How have you dealt with the religion that's in you and in all of us? Okay. Yes, well, just first of all to say it's, it's great to be here with you guys. I, I, I actually sort of have really have... England and the UK and many other countries on my heart, but I happen to live in New Zealand, which is great. But um, so yes, uh, just to let you a very very quick background to me. I was brought up in Northern Ireland, but I wasn't. We weren't really political, you know. Northern Ireland is well known for the troubles and all, but I was brought up in a denomination called the Plymouth Brethren, or the Exclusive Brethren, actually, which was just the strict arm of the Plymouth Brethren and uh, it's interesting the more I get looking back on it um, now that uh, some of my uh, basic foundation of my understanding already had the father in it. Wow. So um, for example um, now the other the interesting thing is this and I'm just speaking as it comes into my mind that we weren't really brought up with a, with a very Calvinist way of thinking so we didn't really, we sort of, our, our main, the main sort of underlying theology was that the, of God's purpose, the purpose of the father to have his sons before him in love, okay? And looking, I actually really love hymns, singing hymns, you know, and uh, looking at the old Brethren hymn book, which I do quite a lot now, you, we find that at least a third of those hymns are to do with the father, Wow. And, to with, and to do with sonship, interestingly. Now, the thing is, what, the, what, what was went wrong, or a sense, or where I had to get freed from was that um, uh, 
Yes, we, we had this idea that God purposed and chose us before the world's foundation. But the thing is, our lives were not up, up to that worthy of it. That was the religion that hit into me. In some ways, it was quite mystical. So there was a huge division between what I believed, in a sense, in my head. Mm. But, and, 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 in my, and the division between that and my own human experience as a growing person, because we were not, I was not, uh, I was not prepared at all for life in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole incarnational thing was not an issue, was a problem for us. We were prepared for the rapture, basically. And my parents really, really believed it. So there was no preparation in my life at all to live in on this earth, really. And, um, but in, just to give a very quick catch-up here of how I came into this revelation, um, in 1989, um, I, came, I came into the baptism of the Spirit quite dramatically, actually. So there's been a long trajectory of preparation in my life. I came into the baptism of the Spirit, and I heard, uh, I, I came into very powerful experiences. Many of you would remember the early 90s. Mm. You probably do, Christine, yeah. where there was a very, very powerful time of the spirit uh, of the prophetic you know people like paul kane in fact i'll tell you this i actually went to hear you christine in a meeting in northern ireland i just remember in a man called graham mccartney's house oh yes in down the country somewhere but i i don't think i spoke to you but you spoke one night but that was probably later there the 2000s but i came into the fullness the baptism of the spirit in 19 uh, 1989 and that's when I left the Exclusive Brethren. But for me then, my whole life was about being a sort of on-fire charismatic, <laughs> which is, was very good. And my whole understanding was the kingdom of God. You know, you've got, you, you're a subject in the kingdom. You hear the voice of the Spirit and you obey him by faith. But in 2006, and this is a very short, in 2006, I had a sort of a, a crisis, a major faith crisis. And I actually fell into sin, moral sin. Uh, this was long before I was married, but I fell into moral sin. And that was really the big crisis in my life that uh, somehow out of that, I came to uh, experience the ministry of James and Denise Jordan. I came out to New Zealand. And the big shift for me, I think, was... Um, one of the big shifts for me was that I, I experienced the substance of love, what, what we would call in Father Heart Ministries, love as a substance. I experienced something inside wow. rather than just in my mind. And it wasn't really a Pentecostal experience either, because it had quite a lot of those, like shaking, laughing, crying. But this was something almost in the depths of my belly. <laughs> That's the best way I can experience it. And so how did that come, if it, if it wasn't like the Pen Pentecostal experience? Well, I think for me, I think for me, one of the things was that, um, and one of the things that ha was the biggest radical shift for me was that um, I came in, in 2007 and 2008, I came out to New Zealand in 2008, and I was so broken. Wow. I was so shattered in my illusions that um, because the crisis in my life was so, so deep um, and I had really had a wake up call to my own 
um, capacity to be a sinner, if you like. <laughs> I, I come from the, the different, it was almost like I identify almost more like with Paul the Apostle in some ways because I wasn't brought up in the world. <laughs> you know, mm. I hadn't experienced the sex, drugs, rock and roll. I hadn't experienced going out, getting drunk and all of those things. My, my, I, I, I was really, um, I had sort of dedicated my life to be separate to the Lord, if you like. But the problem with me was that some of the things in my humanness, I, I had to become reconciled with my own inability to do that. Mm-hmm. My own ability, inability to live a successful Christian life. I had to come into this thing that this that um, it's only Christ who can strengthen us to do all things, and that became really real for me. And I think, um, first of all, my I was my heart was prepared um, in a very open way, and it wasn't prepared because I was sort of excited about making new breakthrough. It was prepared because I was so broken. I, I was sort of almost. I'd, I'd pretty much sort of lost my faith, mm-hmm. in a sense, in, in an experiential way. But when I heard, um, at that first 2008 uh, Inheriting the Nations, James Jordan, James and Denise were pretty much there the whole school. So I, 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 got, a, <laughs> I got everything that they had, really. So I, I came straight into the Father Heart Revelation from the horse's mouth, from, from James and Denise themselves. So I think, uh, and a lot of weeping, really, and this, the whole revelation in the, in the love of the Father of forgiving from the heart was mm-hmm. a big thing for me. And so I, I just, a lot of my experiences, it, it was almost like eating a three-course meal. <laughs> um, so inside, and people have actually given that feedback to me now about sometimes when I speak or even when I write of a similar thing happening. Yeah, well, that's so been my. Experience, that yeah. in reading, in reading your, yeah. your revelation of John, it's almost like you're, yeah. you're describing, you know, the end of religion, the end of self yes, yes. in trying yeah. to, so, to make so it. So that has been my that has sort of been my um, journey ever since. I, I think one of the big things for me is and how we get free of religion in some ways is just to be really honest. Yeah. Um, in our relationship with God and to. And I always pray from a place of real honesty and real reality. A lot of Christians, including myself, we're afraid. We're afraid to really say to God <laughs> the things that we would say to our best friends or, or, or our spouse even. We're afraid to relate on that level. Mm. Um, I even received a message the other day from a young guy that I, I, I had given a little bit of help to. Um, and he said to me, oh, I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing to God. <laughs> and I basically said to him, well, but, well, but he needs the revelation. I says, well, you've been, you have to, what you said to me, you have to say to God and he will answer that. But many people, there's a disconnect between what we really feel and, and what we feel we can say to God. We, we yeah. feel that we have to pray still, even in a certain way. So that's sort of the bit of the journey that I'm on, uh, I suppose, in my Christian life now, is, is really bringing this revelation down into my daily experience and stuff like that. So if you were to summarize in a, in a few sentences, 
what is this revelation that, that we need to get into to be free of religion? How would you summarise it? To me, to be free of religion, it's, it is the revelation of that God, that we belong to God, that God is our Father, and that when we receive the experience of him loving us, um, one of the first things that really happens, is meant to happen, is that we're meant to be like, as Paul the Apostle said, we're meant to realize in our spirits that there is therefore now no condemnation to yeah. those who are in Christ Jesus. And the thing is, Paul the Apostle, he said, to, he said I am the chief of sinners, you see. He realized they couldn't possibly be any better, but, but at the same time, there, he had no condemnation. So I think if we realize our radical weakness and our radical capacity to be like anybody else, we're no better than our next door neighbor. But actually, but not to be ashamed or condemned of that, but to go into the, the Father's presence um, and just say, here, here we are in our nakedness, if you like. And to me, that's the, that's the beginnings of the freedom of, from religion. I thought that by obeying the Spirit, um, I, could do, I could get free of religion, but I, I, it's definitely connected with knowing the love of the Father. I, I, there's, it's, that seems to be the missing link <laughs> for me. And, and most, of, most of my writings, because um, well, the first book that I wrote is, I called it Primal Hope. I was trying to have this sort of trendy title, but then I actually changed it. When I was out in Asia, people were wondering, what does this word primal mean? But I've now changed the title of the book to Freedom from Religion. Wow. So that was the first book that I wrote, which, which goes into some very significant revelations, a foundation revelation about the difference between true Christianity and religion. So, Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you, Stephen. In our next session, we'll... We'll look at some questions that have risen from the group of yes. us who are studying your book of John. Okay, yes. But thank you for that great introduction. And uh, yes. your book is still called Freedom from Religion, is it? Yes, yes. It's now called Freedom from Religion. That's, um, so if people want to, my books are available on Amazon. And I also have a, my own website. I'm part of Father Heart Ministries, but I publish under my own sort of website there's a link to some YouTube stuff, a link to my books, but for anyone outside of New Zealand, it's better to buy through Amazon. Um, That's great. And I highly recommend it. We're, we're studying yeah. as a group of us are studying it every week. And we really are I'm not just saying this. We are really being transformed as we take the book of John Stephen's written a study on the book of John. And again, I highly recommend that. So in our next yeah. session, I'm going to ask Stephen some questions that have come out of our study of the book of John. So I hope you've enjoyed this session and come back for the next session with Stephen Hill. <laughs>